You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Maybe I'm crazy, but I did not go out late during the week in Miami. I feel like it's important for me to say that. Maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm not. Welcome to Maybe I'm Crazy Podcast. I'm Joy Taylor. I don't have a voice. I apologize. I sound like shit, but I've had a cold for two weeks. No, it's not because of Miami. Um, I not just, from all that going out you did? I mean, it, Miami didn't help, but I, I have not had a voice and I've been sick for two weeks. So it's, that's really what this is all about. But um, I've had a great time in Miami last week. I hope you checked out the interview I did with my brother um, from South Beach from our setup there. It was a, it was a great time. It was awesome to have him on. Um, today we're going to have Uncle Jimmy from Speak for Yourself. He is from the Dot. He is from KCK. He's very excited about his Chiefs winning the Super Bowl, as uh, I'm sure everyone in Kansas City is excited about it. Both on the Kansas and Missouri sides. Both sides, yes. Uh, Trump needs a map, yes. Also facts. President of the United States doesn't know where the city of Kansas City would is. Would a map help, though? The city of Fountains. No, it would not. <laughs> I mean, he's in real estate, so maybe he can read a map. No. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> that happens. That was embarrassing. Um, so we're going to have Jimmy on. He's great. And we're going to talk Super Bowl with him. Uh, we're going to talk about Patrick Mahomes, Kyle Shanahan, Zach Prescott's contract negotiations are coming up, Jimmy G, uh, Tom Brady, the NBA uh, is starting to turn up some of the drama a little bit. Um, and, of course, you know more stuff from the Super Bowl. Also, I will say, because uh, we didn't talk about it during the podcast, the, the commercials for the Super Bowl were great. I love the, the little Nas X uh, Doritos commercial. I bought Doritos yesterday because of that. We didn't have Cool Ranch, but I got the- you bought um, some anyway? I got the, the nacho- what's Nacho the cheese one? or spicier nacho? What's the, what's the red one? That's just nacho cheese. Nacho. Yeah, I got nacho. Yeah. Still it's delicious. Um, I, I just want, I love that, the coating. You ever Fla- see people lick Doritos and then well, put them back? I'm so, I'm so glad we're going here. They're called flavor crystals. I don't know if that's what they're actually called technically, but it's something I decided in my youth. I mean, they probably are. They probably are literal flavor crystals. And right? Why they're not? Great do for you, you us, when you're pulling it out of the bag, assess which side has more flavor crystals and go tongue side down with that one? Um, I don't. I don't go tongue side down, but I do assess how it's going to fit in my mouth as to not get the flavor crystals all over myself. Good call. And also, if you if you if you make the wrong choice, you can scrape your mouth in a certain space, which then doesn't make the the whole eating. Thing you know, as pleasurable. Yeah, the crystals can hurt if you've got an open wound. I think. Yeah. Anyway, I really enjoy them, and I also thought the Cheeto. Speaking of that, the Cheeto commercial was very funny too. Uh, can't touch this, because that's true. I, mean, it's like I got the Cheetos. Got the Cheeto fingers. Yeah. Cheeto fingers. Um, I like that one. I love the little the little kids running into the stadium. That was so cute. Um, I love the Jason Momoa one. Hilarious. Plus Lisa Bonet. Hello. That one was actually very. When he took his hat, head off, when he took his ha- hair off, that was, it was hilarious. Um, but they had great commercials. So overall, the whole production was great. Had a great time in Miami. Um, went out over the weekends. Saw some things. I'm not a gossip columnist, or I would share. <laughs> people were doing the most out there. The mo- people were doing. People were doing the most. Three much. A lot. There was a lot happening. I'm not going to share. 
because I'm not going to violate the party code, but things happened. Um, anyway, it was a great time. I really enjoyed myself. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast uh, and the Super Bowl, which was a great game. Um, but let's get started with Uncle Jimmy. All right. Very, very big, important day on the Maybe I'm Crazy podcast. We have Uncle Jimmy from Speak for Yourself. You know. In the house. Yep. On the Maybe I'm Crazy podcast. Thank you for coming on. You are more than welcome. Um, I know you're living your best life right now. Living my best life. <laughs> I ain't going back and forth with you. <laughs> I can say that, right? You can say whatever you want. Okay. Um, than you. All right. I mean, we can. Uh, but Kansas City Chiefs are Super Bowl world champions after 50 years. Um, you are from KCK, the dot. Uh, how, are, how are you feeling right now? Because I've never, I've never had the closest I've experience I've ever had to the Super Bowl um obviously other than the Steelers winning which is great but you know I obviously would felt more personally if my brother won um and he went to the AFC championship game and then lost but but he was in Miami too though yes I mean mean, but but it was with the Jets when he went to the AFC championship game the Jets let's keep it in perspective yes I'm I'm aware Jets in Miami but um how are you feeling what is that feeling like It's just that's it. You know, you just you walk in the room and you just. It's kind of like how you was doing Miami all week. Okay, I understand. It. Yeah, you that know, was. I, I that saw was, you when you walked in the room was, a few that times. That was exactly how I, was. I did the absolute most in Miami, and I have no regrets. What's what's the reaction? I'm sure you talked to a bunch of people from from Kansas City. What, what's everybody like? Is everyone just freaking out? Is it like partying? Is it, it just like happiness? What's going on? Well, you have to understand that. Like, when I left Kansas City, you know, I was more, Kansas City wasn't that great. So I left Kansas City talking about, boy, y'all, I tell you what, boy, if Kansas City win the Super Bowl, I made a few bets that some people are going to try to hold me to. I got some big women told you told me that if they won, you was going to. Well, I mean, I, I think for. You're going to eat me like a neck bone. Ah! <laughs> well, you said I could say it. I'm not going to say what I was about to say before you said that, because I was about to say you should probably probably pay pay those bets for karma purposes. Um, Did you see some women chasing me out of Miami, Joy? I did not, but I believe you. How was Miami for you? Let's just segue real quick and we'll get back to the Super Bowl. Okay, we'll go back to the Super Bowl. I'm sorry. It was great. It was great. Was that your first time in Miami? Yes, that was my first time in Miami. That wasn't my first time hanging out with big women, but it was big time in Miami. You know. Uh, okay, so what did you think of my city? It was cool. It was cool. Um, I didn't like the fact of when I would walk up to a, you know, I saw a, a black dude, and I'm like, yo, what's up, bro? And he'd be like, what a good boy? And I realized It's a very cultural Yeah, city. I realized that there's some different type of brothers going through, you know. Then everybody would come up to me like, what country are you from? <laughs> bro, I'm from Kansas. Man, get on up <laughs> out of here, man. What's wrong with you? Got a little insulting a little bit. Um, no, Miami's a very cultural city. There's people from all over the world there. I mean, Miami is also, you know, there's some real ones in Miami, too. We, we were on Be- Beautiful South, people We were Miami. on South Beach. Beautiful um, so people So there was a lot of uh, transient people, a lot of visitors, obviously, because it's the Super Bowl. But I had a great time, obviously. I had a great time. And I'm glad you had a good time, too. Uh, did you eat anywhere cool? Um, yeah, yeah. They um, The little restaurant that they had... Uh, 
not the one that y'all was eating at. I had to eat at the one that was below that, right in the basement. That I couldn't afford that one y'all was in. Which was, one was y'all in? The, the, the one, the, the hotel that you all were in. I was, oh, I didn't eat at the hotel. Okay, yeah. Well, I, I was staying at the up under it. I was kind of like the Clippers. Oh, you know, I okay, yeah, no, I mean, I didn't, I didn't eat, not like because I'm too fancy for the hotel. I just, you know, I, I, I had. Joy, you. you was kind of fancy. Come I on, I mean, look, I'm a fancy on, person, man. clearly, yeah. obviously. I mean, no, for anybody like, that saw Miami, you, Miami, Miami is different. Okay, so let me explain because everyone keeps, everyone keeps talking about this like it's that thing. I lived in Miami for ten years. I went to college there. So like I don't dress like this in Miami because this is not how you not did how, not dress not anything like listen, that in Miami. Also, look, no offense to all my friends in LA, but like there's been many joys, and y'all only know LA joy. <laughs> so you got a little, y'all got a little version, a little spice of Miami joy, and then there's Pittsburgh joy also. So there's like so, and, and y'all really don't know Pittsburgh joy. Like that. Mm, wait a minute. She, she, she gave the. Like, she, <laughs> mm, she gave the. Mm, so there's a lot. There's like mm, levels to, to my evolution. Stuff. Yes. And to I, this stuff. you know, not that I like need to be different. It's always me. But I'm saying like there's a different energy in each place. And I know that place. So that, that's that's what I gave y'all. Hey, and it was I hope there. everyone appreciated it because I had there, a good time. And I was going to do the most. And I'll be honest with you, it was like the best week of my life. It was great to be back there, especially because I started my career. In Miami, right. I went to school, as I said, in Miami. So to be there on South Beach in these ridiculous sets, which which they did an incredible job, um, had my family down there, was amazing. So and the wind was blowing, and you were going. Yeah, I have no apologies. Just doing the I'm, I'm, I'm apologize. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, what, what did McGregor say? I'm gonna take this moment to apologize to no one. Um, but that said, I didn't. I wasn't partying during the week. I know everyone thinks that. I don't care if they think I do. No, yeah, I, I did an amazing I just job regardless. Thought but that you look stunning. Thank Every you. Every moment I saw you, you walked in. Thank you. It was a glamour shot. Thank you. you. Well, I tried, so I'm glad that yes. that worked out. And you, you looked stunning as well. You had some very high level ensembles. You like that diaper, huh? That diaper was something. Yeah. Was that a hit on South Beach? Hey, hey, that was it. That was it. <laughs> hey, I, I, I was, you know, I, did you see the little video that I had? I was, I was glad to get the little video with me and Kimbo Slice. That was real cool. Yeah, that's cool. That's yeah. cool. Um, okay, so back yeah. to the Super Bowl, since we covered Miami now. Um, you are from KCK. You are from the Dot. The Dot. Wine um, Dot. I spent a significant amount of time in Kansas City, so I got a lot of love for that city. A lot of love for the people there. Word was you have a you have a past that cannot be revoked and it shall be upheld. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah, I word, appreciate word that because I like Kansas City a lot. Word is you got a past, so okay. you get to, you, you're welcome anytime. I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, but what is that parade gonna be like tomorrow? Because I mean, I'm talking about 50 years, and it's Chiefs fans who are some of the most diehard, maybe the most diehard fans in all of football. But you gotta understand, though, man. Come on, man. This is going to be a good day, except you got a lot of people that don't have a job that's going to be celebrating not having to go to work. How does that work? <laughs> man, we ain't got to go to work. You ain't got no damn job. Who tell you, man, you ain't got to go to work. It's, it's an excuse to, to, to hang out. It's an excuse to get drunk. On the for real, it's going to be crazy. It's something Kansas City has waited for. It's something Kansas City deserves. The fans of Kansas City deserve it. I mean, they put in the work. Andy Reid deserves it. The city deserves it. Arrowhead deserves it. It's going to be amazing, and I wish I could be there. So I think there might be like a million people there. How many people were at the Royals parade? Um, Black or white? 
It's a fair question. Um, <laughs> total. Uh, I, okay, the total. It was seven black. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> I mean, you said total. I, I, I know for a fact there was I seven. I mean, but I feel like. There were seven black at the uh, Royals uh, parade. I think for this one, it'll be probably two or 3,000 white people. White people, right. Okay. Um, so, but I still think it's going to be a million people there. It's, it's going to be, be crazy. There's people. not going to be any movement It's going to be a lot of people. Uh, speaking of white people, hey, guys. Hi, hello. Um, Where's one at? <laughs> well, you know the rules. We got to have one. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> Just one, though. Just one, though. <laughs> um, we got to hey, be diverse. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but Heller's a real one, though. Yeah, so. that's what I'm saying. Reverse affirmative action. It's fine. Have you ever uh, tried to go get some white advice from Heller and just realized you went and talked to the wrong person? Uh, <laughs> it's just Heller, like, why Heller, did I go to does talk Heller to Heller give good advice? From a white person standpoint? No. No, he can't give any Have advice. you asked Heller for white people advice? Yes. Like I asked, oh, Here, I'll give you an example. The song that I did Monday in uh, Miami. I'm only one call away. He doesn't know that song. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. He's bad for that stuff. Yeah, he don't. Yeah. No, what I'm saying. Like, I, okay, like, yeah. like Heller's, Heller's a real one, so you can't yeah, do that. Don't. Yeah, I still don't. I, who was that again <laughs> that sings that? What is that? Charlie Poof. Charlie Puth. Puth. I've heard the name before, Puth. but if you had told me he was an actor, I mean, I, I, know, that's, I know that song. I'm, uh, how I'm just learning. Okay. Um, anyway, I in, uh, injected my whiteness into this uh, to mention that they're expecting snow. For this parade, that you think matter. that's gonna? That's not. Matter. That's no. but I mean that might level the whole thing up. It might no, be. No, no. It, it okay. won't matter. They're they gonna show out. It's just it, there's it's gonna not, be a lot it, of snowsuits. It's, it's, it's not gonna matter. Yeah, Kansas City's cold. Very cold. Yeah. I've been in a blizzard in Kansas City before. It was freezing. Trust me. Um, cool. Was there any point during the game where you were concerned? Because there was no point in that game where I was concerned. No, honest to goodness, there was no point in the game when I was concerned. It was destiny. It was written. <laughs> So it was written, so it shall be. At one point, when I felt a little doubt, I looked up and I saw somebody, it was number 63, and his last name was Garland. When I went to West Middle School, I played, I wore number 63, and I knew a dude named Garland Epps. We called him Bootsy. So I knew it was just written to be. Was this you know, numbers? You saw the numbers? I saw the numbers. Uh, what was Jimmy Garoppolo? It was at 10, it was 10, 10 at the half. My birthday's tenth. My birthday's March tenth. It was just everything. Oh, it's everything it's was everything was happening. You know, it was just written, man. I told y'all that. I never ever thought for one second that it was gonna go any other way. Well, the Chiefs were my Super Bowl pick at the beginning of the season. They were a sexy pick. They were. I mean, that wasn't a very edgy pick, but you know, I did pick them. Um, I also picked the Cowboys, but that's old stuff. That's good. That's what good. happened with San Francisco to you, though? Like, do you but, think Kyle Shanahan deserves? Because he's getting some criticism today, and I think it's fair because if you lose a Super Bowl, you do deserve to get criticized for whatever mistakes it is that you made. Maybe it's not all on Kyle Shanahan, but I do feel like there's a little bit like, uh, like we can't be too, you know, we can't say anything bad. They are what we thought they were. <laughs> so a great team that with a, a. They were a great team with a in quarterback. Okay, I mean, what did we say? Defense, defense, uh, why everything, everything. But if it came down to it, player for player, I can't say it, player, player, pimp, pimp. Hey, it wasn't going to work. I mean, you, he, I think he, he you can, actually. He could not. 
Bottom line, Jimmy G could not go stroke, uh, couldn't go pass for pass <laughs> with Patrick Mahomes. You talking about golf? Uh, look, there you go. Uh, you're I'm right, though. You're right, though, because that that overthrow to uh, Emmanuel Sanders, Patrick Mahomes makes that throw. You know the thing about Patrick Mahomes, honestly, being a fan, and this is something I saw from Patrick that y'all probably didn't realize. Patrick don't really like his team as much as y'all think he does. He don't trust. He doesn't trust his team as much. There's moments that you saw Patrick take a couple of big hits because he just he didn't treat. Like, look, I'm not gonna throw this ball to you. I'm gonna run, get this first down. After we get this first down, we'll come back and get it together. And he had to do that a couple of times just to get them going. And that's after that, th- th- then they get back on track. And that, that's just what it takes. Those, that's what a leader does. Well, I felt like, no, I, 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 do, I did see that with him. Not, I don't know that he necessarily didn't trust his team, but I did feel like he was trying, through the first three quarters, I felt like he was trying to single-handedly win the game. And in the fourth quarter, he started to spread it around a little more. He trusted Tyreek Hill in that big spot, that big third and 15 with that Wasp play. Like, that's that that was the game to me. Like, that, that throw... The Tyree kill on third and 15 changed the whole momentum of the game. Well, okay, let's – he's a young kid, man. We, we talk about this guy like he's – Yeah, he's 24. He's a kid, man. And the fact of, like somebody said, he, you're on the biggest stage of your life and you ain't doing too well, but you still – you're like, I got this. And you you make the adjustments and you and you improve and you make the corrections on the fly in front of the world. Instead of saying, I'll wait till next year and, you know – that's kind of how Buffalo Bills, isn't that how they did it? Yeah. They said, I will get, I've been here three times, four times, we'll be back. Yeah. No, I, I do love like Patrick Mahomes' leadership, though, and the one thing that uh, that is most impressive to me about Patrick Mahomes is he is he's a very high-energy player, but he never feels out of control. Like, he doesn't, he rides the ups and downs of a game so perfectly. Like, Tyreek Hill talked about after the game that, um, when they were down 10 points with seven minutes left that Mahomes came over to him, like he was starting to get emotional. He was right. starting to like doubt. Right. And Mahomes came over to him and was like, yo, we need you. Like, don't, you know, don't check out right now. Like we still got this. We're still in this. And he settled him down. And to me, like that's, that's kind of the difference. Obviously we know Patrick Mahomes is, is more talented than, than Jimmy Garoppolo. And I like Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think that he has that X factor that Mahomes has, but that's the difference between a star and a superstar. Like that little bit of extra greatness is what separates the greatest of all time from a, from a, a good right. career, but that intangible to me, he, I want my quarterback to have energy and to have personality and swag, but not ever lose control of the moment. And to me, Mahomes doesn't do that. Only thing I have a problem with Patrick Mahomes is is when he tries to motivate the team. Sometimes it just doesn't come off right because he gets upset. Like, hey guys, come on. You've got to get in here, and we've got to win one for the zipper. And it just it doesn't do it for him. You know what I mean? Come on, you guys are playing like bird poo-poo. He, he does not talk like that. Oh, he really does. Have you listened to him? <laughs> Banana, three spice, three spices with a biscuit. Two spices with a biscuit. But it works. It works. They love him. They love him. I mean, I'm just saying, if I could, if I could change one thing about him, I put some bass in his voice. I mean, we can't. You I know, would put some bass in his voice. You know what I'm saying? We can't. I mean, we just, can't just, all you know, have. We can't all have it all. Come on, Peyton Manning's voice. Except for Beyonce. I'm Beyonce. Omaha. Omaha. Patrick Mahomes. Spicy two piece and a biscuit to go, please. 
<laughs> what team in the AFC? So, I mean, obviously Kansas City uh, is considering themselves to be the next dynasty, as I think probably should. I would be doing that. But what team in the AFC scares you the most that's going to be a problem? Uh, I mean, you mentioned Peyton Manning. Obviously, Tom Brady, no Peyton one. Manning. Nobody. You're not scared of the Ravens at all? Okay, that that's the Ravens. I mean, the, the Ravens will deal with them, you know. That that okay, if you want to say who bothers me, the Ravens, they'll be interesting. Uh you know, what's the dude's name? Uh Watson, he'll be interesting. Uh, but scared? Why 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 would I be scared? I was scared before Sunday. I ain't scared no more. What I got to be scared of? To I mean, beat a man, you got to beat the man. No, I agree. Like you guys are on top of the world. I agree. You want if you come in to get some ass, you need to bring some ass. <laughs> and right now it's gonna be a whole bunch of people running around here. I'm just saying. Know what you're going to get into coming messing with us in Kansas City. And KCK. We about that life, man. Yeah. Well, I, that's not who Trump was was uh, meaning to tweet to, by the way. He, he was Trump was tweeting out to the dot. That's what, that's he, what he was doing? Yeah. He, 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 was sending, he was sending it out to the dot. Is they, Trump welcome to the dot? <laughs> Trump will get got in the dot. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> hey, someone took it. my car. <laughs> it's the best car. I have best. the best cars. It's the best. <laughs> Stop. Trump's not welcome in the dot. Um, I love the dot, actually. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining hey, us. Um, we appreciate it having you on the Maybe I'm Crazy podcast. You were great. Congrats. Hey. Congrats to Kansas City. You know. Chiefs. My pleasure. Um, it was a great game. I'm glad it was a great game. That's really what I was rooting for the Listen, most. We'll, we'll do it again next year. Okay. You know, it might be in my city. I'll show you around, show you how we do. Go get some real barbecue. Gates. Joe's. No. Oh. Oh. Black people ain't supposed to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's is the bomb, bro. I'm telling you. Seriously. It's, it's, it's like, it's, it's like you, you're not supposed to say that a white that, that, that a white establishment cooks better barbecue than it's sacrilegious. But I'm, I'm gonna stay out of it. I've had Gates. Have you had Gates? I like it. Have I you had Joe's had, barbecue? I haven't had Joe's. I've had Gates many times, but not not. Okay, Joe's. let me let me put it like this: Joe's has a line that goes around the block every day. End of story. But Gates has all these different locations. Okay. I don't know. I mean, I'm not gonna argue with you. This is. You know, I'm just telling you, they have all. I was in my. Opinion. I'm just telling you personally. Don't tell nobody. Plus, I can buy their sauce. I like don't tell nobody sauce. in Kansas City. I said it. Joe's got the best. Okay, but well, this is going to go. Don't tell them I said it. Okay. I'll deny it to the. I'll be like, boy, y'all know they. they that, that was a holographic. <laughs> I didn't do that. You can follow Uncle Jimmy at Uncle Jimmy SFY, right? Yeah, yeah. On Instagram, uh, uh, Uncle Jimmy SFY HNIC. Uh, all of that. Yes. All of that. Um, thank you for <laughs> you for joining us. <laughs> Thanks, Uncle. We talk about physical fitness a lot, but there's another side to the game that's just as important. I'm talking about mental fitness. Calm, the number one app for sleep and meditation, has teamed up with LeBron James to help you train your mind. LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body, and Calm can help you train your brain so you sleep better, have less stress, and perform at your best. For LeBron James, sleep is an important part of his mental fitness routine. He says, getting good sleep and finding time to rest is one of the most valuable things I can do for my body and my mind. And if you head to calm.com slash sports 40, you'll get 40% off a Calm premium membership. 
So with Calm, you have access to the nature scenes LeBron loves, like rain or leaves. Those are nice. And so much more, like sleep stories and meditations. So for a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm with a 40% discount to an annual membership at calm.com slash sports 40 unlock content to help you focus ease stress and sleep better get started at calm.com slash sports 40 that's calm.com slash sports 40 lebron james lebron james all right teller is out today donnie Stepping up to the plate. Bam. What am I winning or quitting today? Patrick Mahomes backed up his 2018 MVP season with the only thing that can top it. A Super Bowl win, an MVP trophy to culminate the 2019 season. Lamar might be next, but Mahomes is now. Joy, Patrick Mahomes is the new face of the NFL. With it, it or quit it. With it. With it. That face. Well, what was up there? But that face is the new face of the NFL. Now, he kind of sort of was already in that space but you know we were finally as I said at the beginning of the season of the 2019 season that we're in that space now where we're we're moving on from the old guard of NFL quarterbacks Eli Manning's kind of done he now is done Phillip Rivers starting to look done is now at least done in San Diego Tom Brady is you know we're all kind of I think at this point sort of humoring what's going on with Tom Brady because we'll get to that later, but it's <laughs> yeah. very, he's doing a lot. Um, but we're very lucky because the next wave of superstar quarterbacks are not only great at what they do, but they're also revolutionizing the position and they're swaggy and they're fun and they're humble. Not that I care about them being humble, but that does make them more universally liked. Right. Um, how they handle themselves. So Patrick Mahomes absolutely is the face of the NFL. I mean, he, he won the MVP last year. Uh, they, you know, they didn't get it done off of, you know, D Ford offsides. Yeah. They would have been in the Super Bowl last year. So it, it's really it's we're really in a great spot moving forward with the quarterbacks that are not only in place now with Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray winning offensive rookie of the year. You've got a new wave of guys coming in, Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have a Tua, which will be, I don't know if he's going to play this year or not. And, you know, some of the other guys, Baker Mayfield is obviously still going to be interesting. Um, Dak Prescott, Carson Wentz, Josh Allen. You know, there's there's really a great group of guys, but obviously Patrick Mahomes and then, you know, 1A Lamar Jackson are just leading the way. And Patrick Mahomes was asked about this after the game if he is the new face of the NFL, which is a setup question, like, you're not going to say yes. I mean, you don't know unless you ask. Right. You got to try, I guess. But that Patrick Mahomes isn't going to talk like that. But mm-hmm. And he mentioned Lamar Jackson, of course, immediately because Lamar did have an incredible MVP season. Right. But he just won the Super Bowl and he won Super Bowl MVP. And however you feel about whether he should have won Super Bowl MVP or not, he did. He won it. So whatever. We're not, yeah. No one's going to remember that Damian Williams had an incredible game like to the point where they're going to argue about whether he should have been the MVP or not. He just is. He's the quarterback, and that's the way it goes. And quite frankly, he did win that game for them. Yeah, 100%. Um, And I think that was part of the reason why he didn't have such a great game for, through the first three quarters because it kind of felt like he was trying to win the game for them. Had a lot of overthrows. was really sporadic. His feet weren't right. But he was clutch when he needed to be. And that's what's exciting about Patrick Mahomes is that not only does he play with this great energy, he's a great leader, he's completely likable, very uh, uh, intellectual guy, but he also just plays with like great swag mm-hmm. and makes it happen. And he has a little bit of uh, and don't freak out, 
but he has a little bit of a little, just a little touch of Jordan in there. Just like I see a little bit, just okay. a tiny little bit. Okay. Just a little sprinkle. Just a little like, more than Deshaun or, or like less, that. more or less? Well, unfortunately, Deshaun plays for the Houston Texans. So <laughs> it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's not his fault. I yeah. obviously love Deshaun Watson, which I didn't even mention him in this. He's obviously in yeah. that in that group as well. Um, I, I don't know how Deshaun's career is going to go because, you know, Bill O'Brien is the GM. and That's weird. I just don't get it. I don't understand any of it. But I do love Deshaun as well. We have we're in a great situation moving forward with quarterbacks, and that that doesn't always happen when when leagues move out of a certain era, yeah. which is what it feels like. Not only are we moving out of a certain era because we have these new young exciting guys, they play a different style of quarterback and a different style of football, and uh, you know it's just like a lot more culture too. If we're just keeping it all the way one hundred, yeah, it is uh, Black History Month. It is. You might as well keep it real. We might as well. <laughs> So that's nice also. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm excited about it. That was a great game, which is what I was hoping for. Yeah. Um, I, I feel amazing about about the future of the NFL at that position, and Patrick Mahomes is definitely leading the way. I feel like the Madden curse is officially dead as well. Yeah, we can, like, we can, it's we over. can, yeah. yeah. Uh, Dra- is Drake curse still undefeated, though? Yeah, he is un- unchallenged and yeah, undefeated. Undefeated. But <laughs> listen, as someone who has broken a curse, mm. it does take a little bit of patience and strategy. Drake's curse only applies to teams he is not traditionally fans of because obviously we know he's a huge Raptors fan. Right. Um, and they won the championship last year, but he's a legit Raptors fan. It's a hometown team. Right. It's, yeah. it's always the bandwagon situation exactly. that becomes the problem. We so, figured what, it out. what I think Drake should do, if you want my advice, Mr. Drake, you should consider announcing your fandom after the person or team that you're a fan of has won. Mm, but the curse is still in effect, right? After he- they win. Then, you know what I'm saying? So then you can, like, reverse psychology the curse. I get it. I got you. There's just strategy okay. to it. Okay. I'm just thinking about that upcoming season for that championship team and what Drake's curse would do for them in that in that sense. Uh, but, I mean, well, this is... Well, yeah, I mean, you can see how... Uh, that's that's power right. in that curse. So, yeah, yeah. The, But yeah, you have to test it out somehow to break it. <laughs> um, all right, what's next? Kyle Shanahan coached the 49ers to a 13-3 record and the top seed in the NFC. Sure did. All that success almost made folks forget about that 28-3 lead he gave up to the Patriots in Super Bowl 51 as the Falcons' offensive coordinator. Then on Sunday, the Niners were up 20-10 with seven minutes left in Super Bowl 54. And guess what? It happened again. Joy, Kyle Shanahan is the new NFL meltdown guy of record. With it or quit it? Uh, I guess I have to with it. I think... I don't think it's unfair to criticize the team that lost the Super Bowl. So everyone's like, I don't know if it's like because it's, it's Kyle Shanahan and you know, Jimmy G's got that smile and those teeth. So like, <laughs> people don't want to say anything bad about the 49ers. And listen, 49ers is a great football team. They had an amazing season. Right. They have nothing to be ashamed of. It came down to one or two plays, as it usually does in these games. And they didn't come out on top. But that being said, you lost. So... We're allowed to be critical of the team that lost, even if we like the team that lost. You didn't do everything right, obviously, or you would have won the game. And that said, you were up 10 with like seven minutes left. So figure it out. That's a lot of points in a Super Bowl to blow. And your specialty is running the ball and running that clock out. My opinion about the Super Bowl, unless it's just an utter blowout, and even sometimes then, because teams teams tend to do this, and and I think I said this last week, or not last week, the week before, before last week was Jason. 
I feel like the team that loses these games is always the team that either comes in super over emotional mm-hmm. or the team that doesn't do what got them there. Right. Running the ball, not relying on Jimmy G is what got you there. And I'm not going to be super critical of his his play calling. I think it came down to Jimmy G didn't make that throw to Emmanuel Sanders. If he makes that, everything is different. I really don't care about the Kittle push off, which we'll talk about later. But it always comes down to one or two plays. Like Tyree Kill smoking that safety on that third and 15 with Patrick Mahomes. Like that's what it comes down to. Those big plays are make the difference in these kind of games. So it's not like their season was a disaster. It's not like it's just some – it was a failure. Yes, you lost. But because you lost, it's okay for us to be critical of you. And unfortunately for Kyle Shanahan, he's now a part of two – Blowing two double-digit leads in Super Bowls. Yeah. And whether I don't whether it's Matt Ryan or it's Jimmy Garoppolo, like, oh, you didn't have Tom Brady, you didn't have Patrick Mahomes, like, okay, but he didn't have Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes in the regular season when y'all were talking about how great he was. Yeah. So, and he is great. But I'm saying it, do, it doesn't work both ways. Right. Like, you have what you have. That's what got you here. Mm-hmm. And you beat great teams to get you here. And you had a great season. I don't want to all of a sudden hear in the Super Bowl, oh, it's Matt Ryan, oh, it's Jimmy Garoppolo, huh? What does that even mean? That's, that's, that doesn't make sense to me. So, look, they blew te- they blew a 10-point lead. And I will say, at no point in that game did I feel like Kansas City was out of it. There right, wasn't a yeah, shattering yeah, of my confidence <laughs> until yeah. there was zero time left on the clock right, that this. they couldn't come back. But that's what happens when you have a superstar, which is why you can't make those mistakes. And I hated the way they were conservative at the end of the first half. That's so much time. Mm-hmm. That's so much time. You don't trust Jimmy Garoppolo? What is? What do you mean you don't trust Jimmy Garoppolo? What do you think he's going to do? Throw a pick six? Get some points on the board. You need every point you can get. Did you not watch the AFC playoffs? Did yeah. you not see what Kansas City did? They like the no score. lead is enough. Exactly. You need as many points as you can gobble. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is for real. And Kansas City's defense played great the second half of the season like everyone was lingering on this idea of what Kansas City's defense was last year they're not the same right that was just hard to forget they were so bad last year that that just that taste was still in people's minds and mouths and they forgot well they they know now (laughs) (laughs) but and listen I I thought San Francisco's defense played a great game I I wouldn't not put it on Kansas City's defense Nick Bosa was probably the best player on the field Mm -hmm. but that's Patrick Mahomes. That's that dude. He's never right. out of it. And and you heard what Tyreek Hill said after the game that, um, you know, he, they were down 10 points, seven minutes, and he's tripping and he's losing faith and he's starting to get emotional. And, you know, Pat came over and was like, yo, we need you. Like, calm down. We're still in this. Yo, Let's leadership. go. Yes. And that's those. That's what I'm talking about. It's like a little. Just, I'm not going crazy. Just a little sprinkle. Just a little dash. Just a dash. Just a dash. <laughs> okay. Nothing that's really going to taste in the seasoning. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> you mentally know it's there. Yeah. Of Jordan. And and that's that's what I liked about this game. But I will say, I, I don't I don't think it's unfair to criti- criticize Kyle Shanahan. It's okay. Like, we know he's Mike Shanahan's son. Like, it's cool. <laughs> I just feel like everyone is like so sensitive about like nobody's saying Kyle Shanahan can't coach, but he was legitimately a part of two Super Bowl double digit blown leads. And like there's something to that. And I don't I don't want to hear about Jimmy Garoppolo or Matt Ryan. Like you were cool with Jimmy Garoppolo and Matt Ryan when you were getting there. Right. So if that's the problem, game plan around that. Run the ball. And and I also I want to get like the like armchair coach thing where we're like you know oh, you got to run the ball this many times or whatever <laughs> like okay when you've called one single play in one single NFL game then you can talk about or been a part of that and knowing what that what that means like yeah. having a game plan then okay like we don't we don't know shit about that exactly. like we can it sounds cute do I think they should have run the ball more yes do I know shit about it no but 
I do know they lost. <laughs> and they, they ran the ball a lot in the previous two games. It did not rely on Jimmy Garoppolo against defenses that weren't as good as Kansas City's defense. So that's all. I'm, that's that's just how I feel about that. Like, you want to break it down to anything else? I just feel like don't be conservative at the end of the first half. You need all the points you can get. They're going to be fine. Jimmy Garoppolo is not terrible. Kyle Shanahan is a good coach. But, yes, it's fair to be critical of him. And for the time being, until next year, which I think they will be back. Yeah, their defense is good. They, their defense is good. They're not losing a lot of players. Nope. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be there next year. Kyle Shanahan is going to be there next year. They'll be back. Will they be in the Super Bowl next year? I don't know. Like that's there's so many variables in how teams get to Super Bowls. I don't even know if Kansas City's going to be back. Do right. I'm, I'm like, well, let's see. Let's wait until next season to make our predictions for that. Obviously, they're going to be great for a long time. We're talking about specifically the Super Bowl, but. Yeah, they're all gonna. It's all, it's all gonna be good. Everyone just calm down. But Relax. it's okay to be a little critical of the losing team in the Super Bowl. Hear ye, hear ye. Dak Prescott is being petty, and I'm here for it. So as you know, I'm a big Dak Prescott fan. I have uh, been a fan since day one. I'm a day one with Dak Prescott. Uh, remember back in the day when Jerry Jones was trying to take Dak Prescott out and put uh, Tony Romo back in. <laughs> We lived through that. That happened in our lifetime. Um, what a mistake. So glad that didn't happen. But anyway, they're, they're, they're trying to like not give Dak Prescott a contract now, I guess. Um, and so Dak is now saying, Dak, who, who's always been very good about his contract situation, who said, um, you know, throughout the season, he doesn't want to talk about his contract. He is just worried about what's going on in the regular season. It'll get sorted out. It's not for him. It's for his agents. It's for the Jones family. You know, he's just going to play football. Well, he's been a little more spicy now. Um, he said that he is not going to be anywhere near the star. He's not going to be working out anywhere near the star. He hopes he doesn't end up with the tag. Um, he doesn't want to be franchise tagged. And of course he shouldn't because he's been playing on a fourth round rookie contract, winning all these games and divisions and being paid basically nothing by NFL quarterback standards. And the excuse in this idea, I've been saying this a million times, so I'm sorry I keep repeating myself, but we're back on this again because it's in the news this week. This idea that he needs to take some sort of discount because the Cowboys need to put the pieces around him that are necessary for him to win a Super Bowl. What the, what the hell have you been doing for the last four years? He's been playing. He couldn't be playing for possibly less than he's been playing for the past four years, and you've not been able to put the pieces around him to get the, the Cowboys to a Super Bowl. And they're not. They're not losing because of Dak. Now, does Dak have that X factor? Is he Patrick Mahomes? Is he Lamar Jackson? Is he Russell Wilson? No, he's probably closer to Jimmy Garoppolo, Kirk Cousins. Um, and yes, they are in the same category. Like Jimmy Garoppolo is an all-time great defense. So let's just all calm down on that. Like I'm not dissing Jimmy Garoppolo. Kirk Cousins did fine this year. Kyle Shanahan would arguably <clears throat> rather have Kirk right. Cousins. Right. So like in point. the rumor mill <laughs> that he probably would. Um, yeah. So I, I'm a big supporter of Dak Prescott getting paid because that that notion is silly. And look, you have to pay for your franchise quarterback. This idea that like a franchise quarterback is worth this or worth that. If you want your guy, you're going to have to pay for him. That's just the way that it works. That's how it goes. You you want to get married? You got to buy an engagement ring. Unless you found that one cool girl in the world that doesn't want one. Congratulations. Even so, probably get a ring. Yeah, you should probably still do it. Okay? <laughs> just do it. It's probably a good idea. If then she tells you to return it, yeah. then you're in a good spot. But you generally want to do it. Get that money back. Yeah. But, but first. First, get it. <laughs> so the point is, I don't know what the Cowboys plan is what's your plan so you don't play pay Dak Prescott you franchise tag him this year you franchise tag him next year then you transition tag him then what like he's always going to be just good enough that you're not going to get a high draft pick so are you going to try and trade for somebody are you going to get someone in free agency you feel like 
quarterbacks that are available in free agency are better than Dak Prescott? They're not. He's been a great leader. He's caused you no problems. He's managed to keep you afloat through all of the ups and downs of Zeke, who now seems to be on the right track, but that wasn't always the case. He wrote out the whole Tony Romo bullshit situation perfectly. I don't know what else you want. And that's my point about, like, everyone gets so caught up in the money, like, oh, my God. Uh, $180 million. Like, yes, that's how much it costs. Like, what's the issue? What is the problem? You need a quarterback. No? Did you remember? Does anyone? I mean, there's no Cowboys fans in here, but does anyone remember when the Cowboys did not have a quarterback? Wasn't pretty. So I just don't know if you don't pay him, what is the plan? Like, how did that work out for the Washington Redskins? You feel like, I mean, they're going to stick with Dwayne Haskins this year. But who, okay. <laughs> like, do you think you'd rather have, and, and like, I, look, I understand Alex Smith got hurt, but like, that that's, do you, would you rather have the situation you're in now or would you rather have Kirk Cousins? Like, personally, if I'm the Washington Redskins, I would rather have Kirk Cousins. Sorry. Who models what they do after what the Washington R words do? I mean, this I don't, is insane. I don't know, but this that's insane. That, that's you know, what's about to happen. You know who that contract worked out great for? Kirk Cousins made so much money, and this is going to work out great for Dak too. He, he made so much money. He made so much money, Someone's and, and then he him. still got a contract. Someone's going to pay him, and in the meantime, it franchise tag, so maybe it helps the cap or whatever. But they're going to pay him seventy million for the next two years, stringing him along until someone else actually pays him is ridiculous i don't get it i it's don't big, i think it's fine for dak though like what i mean dak because dak wants a contract and he's earned a contract and i don't think you should give a hometown discount at all definitely not i just don't i do not understand what the plan is with if you if you do that like so so you have basically you're gonna pay him a, a shit ton of money for the next three years on these tags like as if right. as if you're getting him on a discount on these tags you're not <laughs> so after that point in time then what you played yourself played as f- and then, like, who's your quarterback? Who's your quarterback? Like, maybe, you need a quarterback. Maybe Quincy Carter is available or Chad Hutchinson, maybe. It's very confusing to me. I don't understand it. But I just think you should just give Dak a contract. And and then and then load it up in the beginning. And then eventually it won't be the highest. He won't be the highest paid. It, actually, literally the moment Patrick Mahomes gets paid, he's not going to be the highest paid. Right. And then so on and so forth. It's how these contracts work. Everyone gets so crazy about the money. It's like you don't. It's not, it's not that deep. Like, you have to pay your quarterback. It's just a given. All in all, over $218 billion of food goes to waste in this country every year, including 20 billion pounds of produce. That's what Imperfect Foods is here to change. Imperfect Foods is the only food delivery service that buys the perfectly nutritious and delicious food grocery stores won't sell and help reduce food waste. Imperfect Foods' flexible plan lets you pick healthy, seasonal produce alongside grocery staples, along with quirky-looking but delicious produce. You can also get surplus coffee, discolored quinoa, off-sized eggs, and slightly scarred almonds, and more. Start saving time, saving money, and saving waste right now, because when you go to imperfectfoods.com slash Ron, now through February 16th, you'll get $10 off your next four orders. That's a total of $40 off. Just go to imperfectfoods.com slash Ron to get $10 off your next four orders. Imperfectfoods.com slash Ron and enter Ron at checkout. All right, Donnie, what we got in high-key, low-key? High-key, Jimmy G and Patrick Mahomes are super-duper handsome. Low-key, it is unfair to compare them. It is unfair to compare them. As as it is unfair to compare two beautiful women, it's unfair to compare two handsome men. That is because we're all about equality around here. Mm-hmm. Um, we still do it, but uh, <laughs> human nature. <laughs> it is unfair. Uh, look, J- Jimmy G was not. He was great. 
ish. He was good. Okay, he was good <laughs> through the first three quarters of, of the Super Bowl, and Mahomes was not that great mm-hmm. during the first three quarters of the Super Bowl. But to compare their fourth quarters is silly because they're not the same quarterback. That's the difference between a superstar and a star. And Patrick Mahomes is a superstar, and Jimmy G is a star. That's no diss to, to Jimmy G, but we all have eyeballs. Yeah, that's all understood. Right, like. That's what happens. That's what clutch superstars do, what happened in the fourth quarter. Like, everyone's talking about Jimmy G outplayed Patrick Mahomes. Like, no, no. Jimmy G just played his game through the first three quarters, and then he he continued to play his game through the fourth quarter when he should have elevated. Patrick Mahomes was not great through the first three quarters, but then he was outstanding. Like, the Mm -hmm. the jump up is is like that. It's not fair to compare these two guys. That's that's what Patrick Mahomes does. Yeah. did Did anyone else watch the playoffs with... The Chiefs this year, were we the only ones that watched the AFC playoffs? I mean, they were down how many points to, to the Texans? 24? Whole bunch. 20, a whole bunch. Whole bunch, bunch whole of points. Whole bunch of points. Mm-hmm. I mean, down to the Titans, not right. as much as they were the Texans. Still they played from behind all throughout the playoffs yeah. and came back to win very convincingly, which is exactly what happened in this game. Because that's what they can do. Yeah. So, like, people talking about, like, oh, like, Jimmy G, you know, didn't, didn't get it done. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We saw. Like, we saw, because that's what Patrick <laughs> Mahomes does. Like, that overthrow to Emmanuel Sanders, like, Patrick Mahomes makes that because Patrick Mahomes is a superstar. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's more fair to compare the two teams as a whole when you're examining this game. But, like, you can't hold Jimmy G to Patrick Mahomes' standards. He's not Jim, He's not Patrick Mahomes. Right. Like, we, that's a fact. That's why Patrick Mahomes is going to make $200 million, and Jimmy G makes 130 120 whatever. Frank Clark is <laughs> Probably need to point in that out. Pockets. Right, definitely he's in his pockets. Um, which also like whatever you pay your quarterbacks, what you pay your quarterback, which you know, like I, that's that's stupid as well. But yeah, I mean, just don't don't compare them to. They're both handsome. They're both quarterbacks. Patrick Mahomes is a superstar. Jimmy G is a star. A star. Yeah. yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, it's yep. just it is what it no is. No shame in that. He's more talented. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, what's next? High key. Brady is shady. Low key, he's doing it right. Okay, so uh, you know, I do like being right. And Brady posted this photograph on his social media, Super Bowl week, because, you know, he he, got to be in the mix. He's not in the Super Bowl, so he's just going to take the shine away from everyone else in the Super Bowl, um, which I don't have a problem with. It it, it was clearly a Super Bowl ad. Like, at first, I won't lie, I was like, "Mm, yeah, he might be be doing that. No caption? No caption. (laughs) You can't tell if he's coming. Is he going? You know, he's freaking all these Patriots fans out. Maybe he's sending a clear message. And listen, I do still think he was kind of low-key sending a message. Like, I have I have this power. Yes, yes. <clears throat> I have the power to move mountains with a photograph, okay? <laughs> he's playing with us. <laughs> yeah, right. But, like, Brady's not going to not make a grip on the Super Bowl, whether he's in it or not. So, I, to- I said on the herd... This is probably a Super Bowl ad. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give myself 99% credit because yeah. I didn't go all the way with it. But it was, I was right. It was You're a Super on Bowl record. Ad. Yeah. Yes. And uh, yeah, I said it on live TV. And yeah, here he is. And then, he, you know, he's, <laughs> he's been his turtleneck. He loves turtlenecks. <laughs> it looks good. You are a big turtleneck guy. (laughs) Yes. Um, Not everyone can pull off a turtleneck, by the way. (laughs) You have to have a certain amount of... what 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 was the thing? Oh, this is the that was a French word. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I have no idea what that means, but it sounds very. Messy. It sounds like something someone who could wear a turtleneck would say. Um, but anyway, he is. He's in a sweater, and you know he says he's not going anywhere. Whatever. Uh, here's the thing. 
about Brady. He's asking for $30 million. Well, they're, they're said that the Patriots have said they're willing to pay him $30 million. I don't know what he's doing. Yeah. This is not the time in your career to all of a sudden be asking for the most amount of money off your worst season and you, you didn't make the Super Bowl. I don't get it. He's at the end of his career. It, none of this makes sense to me. I don't know what it is that he's he's trying to do. I think he ends up still leaving regardless so. of the money. But I, I just don't I, don't I don't understand what his strategy with all of this is. Like if you're going to finish your career in New England, go out with the same team. Why wouldn't you put them in the best position moving forward? Like if you're you're reaching your final legacy years, yeah. Put put the team that you're with that you won all these championships with that you have the greatest legacy run in the history of the NFL with, and put them in a position moving forward that they're successful. You don't want to leave them and they're completely crippled. That's an egotistical thing to do, and people remember that yeah. because five years later when they're still not making the Super Bowl and you're gone, they're going to be like, yeah, 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 but remember how at the end of his career he took $30 million and they couldn't get any extra pieces and now our salary cap's all f***ed up and we don't have a quarterback? Like People people remember that, even, even Patriots fans, because you remember Patriots fans were booing him in the playoffs, Oof. which is... That's in insane, crazy. Insane. I mean, they boo Tommy. Shame on you. How do you boo Tommy? How do you boo Tommy? It's Tommy. You can't boo Tommy. It's that guy Tommy. <laughs> this, is, this is your guy. Look at Tommy. He's telling that. <laughs> yeah. So I, 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 I don't get the strategy, but I think I'm just gonna sit back and watch and see what happens. Yeah. All I know is we don't have that much more time to figure it out, so <laughs> we're gonna get an answer soon. Um. All right. What's next? Uh, high key. The NBA is about to ramp up. Low key. The Heat will be the story coming out of the East. Yes. So the Heat are in. They're in the trade rumors, mm -hmm. the, the rumor mill. Um, I think the trade deadline is Thursday. Pretty sure it's Thursday. Um, but they are they're being mentioned as possible suitors for Andre Iguodala, which I find interesting. I don't know who they're gonna what they're gonna give up for Iguodala, so I, that kind of concerns me a little bit. But they've been playing great. They whooped on the Sixers. Sorry, John Hill. They really did. Uh, last night blew them out. Sixers terrible road team. Terrible. Terrible. Terrible road team. Uh, our jerseys are awesome this year. I love them. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's a really great – it, it looks great. Like the arena, I went to the game on Monday night. Oh, yeah? The Magic game, which is who they also blew out. Um, and it just – the arena looks great. Like the, the colors are great, and uh, it was a good time. But I will say I do think that the Heat are going to be the story in the East this year because we all know, like, Milwaukee is very good. You know, Celtics in the conversation. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, yeah. Like, it's it's going to be the Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm going to say it right now. Ooh, on record heat, again. Eastern Conference Finals. <laughs> yes. Okay. Happening. Uh, they're playing great. They play defense, which is not a very common thing in the NBA these days. They play tough. Love that kid, Tyler Hero. Super talented. Great future for him in the league. Um, and, of course, we got two All-Stars in Bam Adebayo and, and Jimmy Butler. So, yeah, I think they're going to be the story in the East this year. Loser Power Rankings. Loser Power Rankings. These are the losers, the losers of the week. All right, who's the losers this week? Uh, first up, that Kittle pass interference call. Okay, so I know that 49ers fans are upset. I'm sorry, team. Heller's not here. Sorry also. I know it was a rough Sunday for you guys. But here's the thing. I really don't want to hear any complaining about the refs. This was one of the like best refereed games in all the playoffs very little calls i like that i don't i can't stand when every single drive is being held up by mm -hmm. all of these like petty ridiculous calls they let them play but it was clearly a push off now had they not called it i wouldn't have been upset yeah but they did call it and i'm not upset 
because it was the right call. You saw his arm extend, right? And that's right. the rule. No, so, I mean, you see his arm extend and then you see Sorensen fall. Like, it's, it was clearly a push-off. It was an egregious no, but it was a push-off yes. Now, the Heller's mentioning, and then I suppose this is traveling around 49er land, uh, Niner gang, that, <laughs> you know, you want to be consistent with the call. So they keep bringing up the push-off in the Vikings-Saints game. Different game. It's not it's not even the realm of comparison. Like right. within the same game, if Kelsey has a push off and they don't call, but they call that one, fair. Complain all you want. But yeah. that's not what the what the hell does that have to do with this game? Nothing. It's not nothing zero percent. What are you just that makes no sense. Different it makes refs. no sense. I know you guys are <laughs> upset, but that you're making no sense. Okay. It's different refs, different settings. This is the Super Bowl. Y'all mm-hmm. not in the Super Bowl. Like <laughs> yeah. this is not what we're talking about right now. It was clearly a push off. The refs chose to call it. It was the right call. If right. they had let it go because they were letting them play, I'd have been okay with that too. But it was the right call. And and look, you're gonna have to overcome situations like that within a game. The games like this have a lot of ebb and flow, ups and downs, you have to ride the wave. Like that's why Patrick Mahomes again is a superstar because he never allows the emotions within the game to overwhelm him. And right. I don't think that's I don't think this was one of those calls that distracted them emotionally, but it was a big call and it did take some points off the board, mm-hmm. potential points. We don't know if they would have scored or not, but obviously we're assuming they would Hypothetical have. Hypothetical points. Right. Yeah. But I don't have a problem with this and you shouldn't either because it was not a bad call. If they hadn't called it, I wouldn't have minded, but it was the right call to make. So, sorry, guys. You didn't lose the Super Bowl because of the George Kittle push-off. Sorry. Word. Yeah. Who's next? Uh, every non-Fox Super Bowl. Sorry, yeah, guys. Yeah, I'm so sorry, guys. Sorry. I'm going to have to be company man, but <laughs> listen, I was in Miami for 10 days. I went down on Thursday, spent some time with my family over the weekends, then got down to South Beach, and I, I, I got to say... Um, it just the, the the sets were unbelievable. Like if you watched um, any of our any of our shows from South Beach, it just was the top notch. I've never seen anything like it. Like the the setup that we had on South Beach was insane. Yeah. The city of Miami did a, an incredible job. All the restaurants, all the parties, all the events. The traffic was awful, but that's what it is. It's expected. It's expected. It just. I mean, the traffic was horrendous in Houston too. Like there's just. A ton more people in town. It's just how it goes. <laughs> yeah. it's the biggest event in in the world. Um, so, yeah, there's millions of people in town. It's just what it is. And South Beach is small, just for everyone who doesn't know. And we'll get to some other things people don't know about Miami as well in a second. But it was an incredible week. And I mean, we, we just it wouldn't have been the same if it wasn't on Fox. Like the halftime show was huge. Yeah. The pregame shows were huge. The stadium looked incredible. the The setup on South Beach was unbelievable. Uh, it, it was just. I'm sorry. I just. It's not. It's not going to be topped. It's <laughs> not. I mean, look at that. Like it's just. It's not. It's, it's not, perfect. It's not going to be topped. Um, all right. What's next? Uh, p- anybody planning outdoor activities in Miami? Okay. So I said this many, 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 many times throughout uh, the year, and I. It still. It still confuses me. Now. Now, granted. We had incredible weather, so we all that setup on South Beach worked because, like, it looked as beautiful as it did because we had incredible weather. Right. However, had the weather not been good, we had these amazing devices mm-hmm. that come down and protect us within the stage, prepared for the weather because there's weather. We're ready it's for the it. Weather. <laughs> it's Florida. Okay, it's Florida. <laughs> it's Miami. Just pick up the phone. Bring hi, friend that lives in Miami. What's the weather like there usually? Big old fat rain. Does it rain? Oh, it could rain. Oh, it rains every day. 
every day every day oh okay click we're gonna have to figure out some facilities there were so many concerts canceled because of the rain it's like i mean this yes like literally friday night was an utter monsoon oh, like man. it was like that like it was like he couldn't actually wasn't this because you couldn't see it was raining oh, so hard. even I was worse completely drenched in my going out outfit Okay, and just by the way, I did not party, every, okay, all week in Miami. I just wanna make this announcement to everyone because everyone at work keeps coming up to me like, oh, I saw had a good time in Miami. Like, yeah, I had a great time in Miami. I also lived there for 10 years. I wasn't out until four o'clock in the morning on Tuesday after Tuesday evening. Like, I, I, ha I have to work. Yeah. I actually worked quite a bit, if you haven't noticed. We all saw. Many, many hours in Miami. I was not out partying every single night. Uh, I made up for it on the weekends, but then you know I didn't have any obligations at that point. Right. But yeah, it was pouring down rain, and like yes, it rains every day in Miami. Every single day, at some part, at some part of the city, it is raining. That's how it works <laughs> in Florida. So for the next time you have a big event in Miami, make sure that you have a backup option. It could possibly the skies could open at any time, as I imagine it does in most cities, unless it's Los Angeles. Yeah, we're just blessed here. We are the only place where it doesn't rain. Yeah. Everywhere else, it rains. I don't know why. I don't know why that's news. Why is that news? It's not. All right, T, what's the T? It's time for the Migos Culture Report. All right, so the Super Bowl halftime show featured J-Lo and Shakira, who killed it, by the way. What did you think about the performance? So shiny. Yeah. So shiny. <laughs> My favorite song of Hawaii. Oh, I'm so shiny. I want to hit your honey. Oh, it's so, it's such a low key banger. I've listened to it many times. It's not long enough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sidebar. Anyway, it is very shiny and I loved it. I did not know what to expect. Um, I mean, I, obviously we knew, you know, J-Lo is going to be she, very choreographed. She's one of the best stage performers in the world. She's got a, you know, Vegas residency. Um, so I kind of knew what to expect from J-Lo. I just didn't know what the appearances were going to be. We got uh, Bad Bunny and J Balvin. Yeah. Um, which I thought was perfect. I was totally okay with no Pitbull. Pitbull did the pregame show, which kind of probably should have led us on to know he wasn't going to do the halftime show. I know a lot of people wanted to see Pitbull, but I did, I, I did say... Remember the last time we talked? I think it's going to be very pro-women. Yes. I don't think there's going to be a lot of male appearances in the halftime show. And there wasn't. They only got those two guys. There are a lot of male dancers. But more, yes, there they go, in their glitter. Um, <laughs> glitter and abs. It was, it was glitter and abs, yeah, exactly. Uh, shiny, some sequins. Um, but I thought Shakira, like, that's how Shakira is. Shakira's very, like, loose and fun. She had a lot of energy. I thought it was cool that she started the show. Um, we also found out that the uh, the tongue thing that she did oh, is actually blah, 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 blah. yeah that, <laughs> that's actually her her father is Lebanese and that's like a, a celebration uh, sound sign thing because um, everyone thought it was she was just being crazy um, but yeah I thought it was very cultural um, obviously a huge you know shout out to Puerto Rico J Lo with the flag uh, born in the USA. You know, there's a lot of messages in there. I love that she brought her daughter out. I did too. Um, but I also just thought the whole show itself was like, it felt big. It felt like it um, Olympic opening ceremony big. Sh like the crazy fireworks. The stadium looked amazing. I, I just thought they killed it. I thought it was a lot of high energy. And like comparing that to last year, which was like, mm. yeah. And the year before, which was like, who is this? Um, it was Justin Timberlake and it was, it was fine. Um, Man in the Woods. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. What <laughs> but anyway, I thought it was. I thought it was amazing. Did I you like it? it? I, I loved it. Um, I feel like J Lo was definitely channeling uh, her inner 
like hustlers. Oh yeah, no, she brought Ramona out <laughs> right, to the stage. She did for an appearance. Ramona was in the house, so she yes. was. Yeah. Yes. And she did fabulous. And then I think, too, like with Shakira, we all know that she does this hip thing, but Shakira can actually dance. Yeah, no, she, like she can move. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. It's not just the hip thing. She can do that and much more. No, she was, she's an incredible performer. Yeah, they they, they both did an amazing job. And I, I, I think the, the overreaction, like the, oh, like everyone was very offended by their performance thing is kind of being overblown. I think it was like five people on Twitter. Yeah. But just to those five squares, um, <laughs> we talked about this also before the, the halftime show. Like there's yeah. going to be some twerking. There's going to be a little jiggle. Don't let it get you clutching your pearls because it's just it's going to happen for the rest of us. So this is our cultural experience. No one's offended for you squares. You're obviously going to be offended. And yes, you are a square. Also, I don't I don't want to hear about like the children. And this is not a family friendly friendly show. Just so you know, in case you've been watching football for like, I don't know, any point in your entire life. Uh, they're, they're grown men running full speed into each other. It's the most violent game on earth. So to stop with the children, just please stop. OK, you feel like Lawrence Taylor's family friendly? I'll leave it there. So, <laughs> like, I, I, just, I just don't want to hear about it. Like, if my, it's not my responsibility to raise your children. I need, I'm going to need you to run me that. You're going to have to run me that money. You have to run me that check. Okay, because daycare is not free. So, run me that check, please. I'll send you the address. Sign it. Thank you. And I'll, I'll, I'll then be prepared to raise your children. Ramona and Shakira are not required <laughs> to raise your children. It's fine. And also, it's like this, like this football purist thing where it's like, oh, like now, the ha now, like since when did football become about dancing? Like, just so you know, it's a television show. What you're actually watching is a television show. The reason why the NFL is as big as it is is because it's a television show. Fox, we do events. Fox, we do football. Mm -hmm. Fox, we do live stuff. And we do it the best. So that's why it looked like that. You're not going to get this anywhere else. This is not, this is not for everybody. Okay. Ooh. And it's an event. The Super Bowl is an event. It's not. Not just a game it's a whole week-long production thing and that's why they networks do the best to immerse you into the experience with the pregame shows and sending us out to miami or you know minneapolis or wherever the the super bowl is so it just missed me with all that squares what's next i second that <laughs> so the fast nine trailer dropped uh it's going to be out may 22nd 2020 uh you know, what do you think? I mean, I'm. what do you mean what I think? I love it. I'm going to see every second of it. Oh, gosh. It's going to be entertaining. The car's flipping and the fire. And, like, look, look at the thing. And then Ludacris is there and Tyrese and you know, Vin Diesel and Charlize and, you know, I mean, you know, Michelle. Like, it's going to be amazing. You know, look, 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 look at the car. Look. Yeah. And they're going to live. You know, they, they first, first of all, they lost me when they brought Han back. Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, Han died. I saw my own eyeballs. And the fact that he's back, I just feel like it's trash. I like mean, that's how... what they do. Like, they just bring people back. So he came back from the dead? Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Look at that. Why not? Why can't someone live through that? I feel like I, I see. Mean, someone's going to be under that truck and live. I feel like that this whole trailer just told me what happens in the movie. Yeah, we know. Everything, <laughs> everything we know is going to be cars, fast cars, fast nine. You know, fast, there's going to be nine fast cars. <laughs> They're going to, like, steal a spaceship next, you know. I think they did that already, didn't they? They stole a spaceship, right? And that was Charlie Theron's in a spaceship. Are they in space? I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, the point is, like, I, I'm totally going to, of course I'm going to see this movie. And I'm going to be entertained. Because this is, like, to me, Fast and Furious has passed over into, like, Mission Impossible. It's like, Colin loves Mission Impossible. And I'm like, okay, but... It can't be the best movie you've ever seen. Like, we know what's going to happen. Tom Cruise is going to get in a pickle, and he's going to save the world. Like, <laughs> this is what happens. There's going to be a bunch of fast cars and a nuclear power plant or something. And, you know, John Cena with his muscles. And uh, Tyrese is going to have a really funny line. They're going to talk about family a lot. Lots yeah. of family. Mm -hmm. 
lots of mentions of family. I'm kidding. We are a family. We are all a Fast and Furious family. And there's going to be 10,000 of these movies. They're never going to stop. And I'm here for it. It's become the new Bond. You know, Except for with the same people every time. I'm glad that some people are going to be watching it. So you're not excited, but Toti is not excited about this. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. With these movies, I'm not oh. looking to be enriched. Okay? I'm not looking to be elevated. It's just pure entertainment. Yeah. I'm just going to go. I'm just going to be entertained. I'm going to have no expectations. And I'm sure, I, and I love Charlize Theron. So I'm just, I do too. You know. She's a baddie. She is a baddie. I love okay. you, Charlize. <laughs> Please marry me. <laughs> um, all right, what's next? All right, so uh, Joaquin Phoenix won leading actor for Joker at the BAFTA Awards. So he got on stage and gave a very, very impactful speech. What did you think about that? I I just, I love Joaquin Phoenix, and I love his speeches. So I wish they'd keep giving him awards so he can keep giving speeches because <laughs> he's so funny. And he, he always has, like, a new charming approach at every speech. Mm-hmm. So uh, I love the speech where that he gave. Um, I forget which award. There's so many award shows. Um, whatever the one was where he, like, spent the whole speech talking about how great everyone else was that was nominated. It was so cute. <laughs> Uh, he's talking about like Brad Pitt and you know or um, Leonardo DiCaprio and Adam Driver and Christian Bale and like it's just like he just spent the whole speech talking about everyone else, which was cute. And now this speech was very actually I feel like this was one of the more impactful speeches that's maybe ever been given at a an award show because yeah. not only was he not this is I don't think this is a very loose award show, yeah. and he just came with it like yeah all y'all the problem and myself included we're all gonna fix this problem together or I'm just gonna do it myself. And this is the reality. And listen, when you start talking about systematic racism, you're probably not coming back with any giggles, as you shouldn't be. But, like, that room was not prepared to hear that term oh, for sure. in they that weren't. speech. So I'm, I commend him for saying it. Also, I don't think that, like, anyone being critical of him, he was very, very clear to say that he feels like he is part of the not the, the problem, but like he has benefited from the system yeah. and he recognizes his privilege. And look, if you if you do want to make a change in the world, you have to first recognize a what the problem is and how you contribute or can contribute to, you know, fixing it. And if you are you're benefiting from it, then you need to make those changes like you need to make an effort to make space for other people. So I thought it was a very impactful speech. I think he continues to impress people. Um, you know, I thought he did an amazing job in the Joker overall. We know how I feel about the movie, but he did do an amazing job in the Joker mm-hmm. and he's probably going to win the Oscar. Yeah. I, I think that's what, what this is leading to. I think what he did was very brave. I love how he used his, how, how he used the platform to speak on this. But a lot of people were saying that he would have had a bigger impact if he would have not accepted the award. Do you, I mean, how do you feel about that? I feel like everybody has to have an opinion about everything, <laughs> and it's kind of exhausting. Yeah. Like, he did what he did, and, and we're talking about it, and he made people uncomfortable, and that's the first step in making change. Every Like, you can't be crit- – like, what do you want? Like, do you want people to care and want to make a change? Yeah. Or, like, do you have to – does he have to, like, sit down and, like, go over a game plan for, like, what's the, what's the most impactful thing? Like, so what's he supposed to sit in his seat and be like, I'm not accepting it because of systematic racism? And everyone's going to be like, okay. Like he get up there and say something. Like he did yeah. not. He did exactly what he should have done. I agree. Like there's, yeah. Stop being overly critical of everything everybody does. You want people to make change. You want people to be woke. Don't be critical of how they then do the best that they can. 
Is that fair? Yeah, I agree. This is too much. All right, thanks for joining us today on the Maybe I'm Crazy podcast. Thank you to Uncle Jimmy for stopping by. Uh, he was great. We talked about Doritos at the beginning of the show because uh, their marketing campaign worked, and I bought some Doritos yesterday because um, I love Lil Nas X and Cool Ranch Doritos are delicious. I got the nacho ones because we didn't have Cool Ranch. But yesterday, so I, I travel a lot. And my my go to I'm a very routine person. So like when I get to the airport, the first thing I buy is fruit snacks, a giant bottle of water, hopefully not Dasani. And but I will take it because I like this screw off top more than the smart water squeezy thing. Um, so there's all there's a whole strategy to yeah. it. But um, uh, Evian is my go to, though. Uh, and then I get a delicious bag or box of Cheez-Its, whatever is available. My preference is white cheddar. Mm. But Cheez-Its are the ultimate snack. And I spent about five minutes with my girlfriends on group chat talking about Cheez-Its because I left my, my, I left my precious bag of Cheez-Its at my friend Kelly's house. Um, Big win for Kelly, rushing out, Huge win for Kelly, as she mentioned to me, which is how we started talking about Cheez-Its, because <laughs> she was like, just so you know, I'm eating your Cheez-Its right now. Last night, I was eating them in the dark. And I was like, oh, that sweet bag of Cheez-Its. It's kept me alive all week. Uh, in my hotel room was because it's the perfect snack. I mean, it's great. It's cheese, it's crunchy. Each bite has the same amount of flavor, and they don't go stale. It's perfect. And the little bags they come with like have the resealable bags. It's just the perfect snack, especially for traveling. So anyway, we spent about five minutes discussing our love of Cheetos and our different flavors of Cheez-Its. Um, uh, not Cheetos, Cheez-Its, Cheez-Its. Yeah. Um, so that is my that is my my travel routine. Are you a big Cheez-It fan? Uh, I like Cheez-Its. The, the white cheddar move is strong. I'm trying to find these ones. There's a specific kind of ch- extra toasty. Have you had an extra toasty one I yet? I have had extra toasty Cheez-Its. <laughs> strong. Real nice. John Hill, Cheez-Its Hill's fan. got something here. Top five. Top five snack? Top five snack. Easy. Maybe top three. Maybe one. I mean, it's, it, it is. Like, they're, they're just really strong. Like, they're just a strong, solid, consistent snack. They're filling, but not in a way that makes you feel like you're, you're, you should have guilt about it. They're just a really good snack. I don't know why I'm doing this huge advertisement for Cheez-Its, but it, 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 was a, it was an organic transition from the Doritos. And you like those more than goldfish? Yes. Yes. I think I was raised on goldfish. I think I'm more of the fishes because they're so delicious. The but. fishes are delicious, but the Cheez-Its have more flavor. More flavor packed into that tiny little delicious square. It's a lot of flavor in that. A lot of flavor. Square, yeah. um, anyway, that's m- it's more about my travel routine, but they did get me through the week in Miami because it's just a great snack. And, and congratulations, Kelly, for getting my leftover bag. Yeah, sponsor us, Cheez-Its. For real, I mean, you heard what Joy just said. Like, what else you need? Stock. <laughs> That's a anyway, box right there. Thanks for joining us this week. Thank you uh, for riding out with us all NFL season. It was a great season. XFL Saturday. Joel Klatt, I'm very excited for him. That's going to be really fun. I'm, I'm honestly, genuinely, I know we have it on our network, but I'm really excited to check out the XFL. I think it's awesome, and I really hope it works because it's more jobs. Yep. And Klatt's a great I dude. like, uh, like you know, any leader, I'm here for more jobs. Um, Are you running for president, Joy? I'm considering it. I've actually mentioned it several times to several people throughout the past couple of weeks, and they they think it's a good idea. I do not think it's a good idea for me to run for president. I do not think I would make a good president. I, I think if uh, the Dems blow it in 2020, 2024, Joy Taylor. I don't Taylor. think I'm old enough. Don't you have to be old? 35. 35. Oh, I'll be old enough, yeah. I'm very close to 35. Uh, that's sad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm old enough to run for president. Um, I, I will not. <laughs> I mean, it's just like I went through that. I went through that journey right there in my in that moment. Um, realizing Whoa, how old I, I, I'm not. I would not make a good president. I'm not a good. I'm not a politician. It's a lot of reading. I, I mean, look, like 
Trump Trump is not a politician. You could ask also, for PowerPoints, Joy. They would gladly at this PowerPoints? point. PowerPoints. Doesn't, do, would... doesn't he do everything with the sharpie. I just yeah. imagine him like. Law. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Law. Anyway, yeah. I'm not running for president. Don't worry. Kanye is though. Anyway, thanks Please for joining us. Please don't do that. <laughs> we'll catch you next week. Make sure you follow us at Maybe I'm Crazy Pod on all our social media pages. Follow us on YouTube. Subscribe on YouTube. Um, we're on Spotify, iHeartMedia app, Apple Podcasts, everywhere you SoundCloud, everywhere you listen to podcasts. And we'll catch you next week. Kanye, please don't run for president. <laughs> maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm not. Ooh.